0: Welcome to Family Life Today, presented in cooperation with this station by Power to Change. We hope today's program will give you something to reflect on and to encourage you in your relationships. Our hosts are Dave and Ann Wilson with Bob Lapine.
1: So I think every marriage has a gap. Gap. Yeah, the gap between what we expect and what we get. Right. I thought you would be having your Bible out all the time, and we'd be talking about God's Word. Which I did. For a while. Then, <laughs> then in replacement of that, it was this remote control and ESTN. Okay. I thought
2: we'd have kids that would be obedient
1: yeah. and,
2: and sleep through the night.
1: Oh, man, that didn't happen. And I was like, what happened? They're defiant. They're not what we expected. Yeah, and honestly,
2: we could do, we could do this for the whole
1: Every program because there's
2: so many expectations. You could do that with work, but don't match up with reality.
1: Welcome to Family Life today, where we want to help you pursue the relationships that matter most. I'm Ann Wilson.
2: And I'm Dave Wilson. And you can find us at
1: com or on our Family Life app. This is Family Life Today.
2: So the question is, what do you do? With the gap. With the gap, when life doesn't match your expectations. And we don't know what to do, so we, we ask... <laughs> Ashley Hills, to come back in and tell us because she's lived this life and wrote a book about it. Mm. Welcome back to Family Life Today.
3: Thank you. It's so fun to be here.
2: Yeah, you're over there laughing every time we uh, <laughs> I know, it just know,
3: Your
1: story has just hit very close to home. I get it. <laughs> well, probably because you're a pastor's wife, you have your doctorate, and you have four kids. Which means
2: she's so much smarter than I we I know. Are.
1: It's like she's going to solve our problem. <laughs> yeah, in English of all things. Let yeah. me ask
2: you this, though, before yeah. we get into it cuz I know you're your mom you got four kids uh your husband is a church planner we did the church planning thing so we know a little bit of your yeah, life yeah. in the book a spacious life trading hustle and hurry for the goodness of limits but here's what I know about you a little bit mm-hmm. I did a little research yeah. I'm supposed to ask you this so how do you do your laundry? <laughs> What's your laundry yes. routine?
3: Yeah. So I always ask my guests on the Finding Holy podcast what their laundry routine
2: is. Yeah. I saw that. Yes. I'm like, what is that about?
3: Uh, why I ask that question? Yeah. Or what my no, laundry is? No, why do you ask is? it? I, I love asking people about their laundry routines because I'm convinced we meet God in our everydayness, too. Not just like the retreat or the vacation, you know, or, you know, the business trip, but that we actually meet him in our chores.
2: Now, as you heard us talk about the gap. Yes. What's your gap? What do you remember? Or what do you even experience now in the gap between what you thought and what reality is?
3: Yeah. You know, I would say there's definitely the gap of expectation after graduate school. We kind of thought we would change the world, that we'd be kind of headed towards this, you know, really significant gospel ministry. And yet we found ourselves At various times, jobless or interning or moving to a place we didn't expect. And so, all of those kind of moves in different chapters of our lives has felt like gaps. Like, when is life really going to (laughs) start?
1: And we're disappointed in the gap.
3: Exactly. We are. And I think it's okay to be disappointed if we're going to bring that disappointment to Jesus, right? You know, Mm. if we're going to press in and say, You are still better and you are still life, and I'm still going to practice these kind of household asks of faith, um, or if we're going to just say, eh, like you haven't given me what I want, God, I'm really treating you like a genie. So some of those gaps, I think really just evidence in those desert spaces, are we going to press in? Are we going to actually choose to find Jesus as our oasis? Are we just going to throw up our hands and expect him to serve us?
2: And what do you, what do you do in the wait? I know mm-hmm. you wrote about the waiting period, mm-hmm. like the waiting room, I guess it's mm-hmm. like we, We're good for a while. Okay. My reality is not matching with my expectation. And here we are. And life sort of feels like that. It's never, uh, it's rarely immediate. Mm -hmm. How do we deal with the wait? Because it's a Mm -hmm. long wait sometimes.
3: Mm -hmm. It's a good question to continually ask ourselves, you know, are we serving and loving Jesus for what he will do for us for what he might give us Mm -hmm. or how we might feel? Or are we serving and loving Jesus for him alone? Is that what you mean by instant pot? Yeah. When, so when I talk about that the spiritual life is not an instant pot, you know, I think I don't have one because I would probably think it was awesome and then <laughs> not use that. And it would just That's what fit. I've done. Yeah. That's exactly what I've done. <laughs> but, you know, the idea about the instant pot is you can put everything in and then all of a sudden something that should take five hours takes like 45 minutes. And I think we think our spiritual life is a little bit, should be like an instant pot. Like all of a sudden, I should put it in and it should all come out like Rosie on the Jetsons. And instead, (laughs) you know, it's, it's slow and it's circular and it meanders. And we're like, God, why are you taking so long? I don't understand. Or why am I still struggling with this sin? Or how come you feel so far away? And
1: we can't conjure up change and do you think culturally speaking that's happening more I think because so. we do have instant gratification yeah i mean think about yeah. amazon i'm thinking about right. the christmas specials that we get on tv well, I as mean, simple as the
2: microwave i've right. stood in front of my microwave
1: going like hurry up <laughs> right a microwave i mean we used to that's what i mean we used to cook. wait for things yeah. and now they we don't wait for things right. and i think if our kids Who so often now want to be influencers because we have instant fame and we can do that through our posts on YouTube that suddenly, you know, went viral.
3: Right. We don't realize to the extent that all of these things, of course, they make life convenient and easy, but how much they form us spiritually as well, because then we get used to that speed of asking Siri a question when we don't know, yes. or you know, or using our microwaves that those form us too. And so when we have to wait on God, we ultimately are out of control and that makes us feel nervous and scared and worried. And so a lot of us choose to punt on Jesus and his church instead of traveling through that hard space with God.
1: So Ashley, how do you do it as a mom of four how are you raising And you your just kids? moved
2: again.
3: Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah.
1: So how are you teaching this to your kids, and how do you not give up on Jesus when it's been so long? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you've prayed the same prayer for so long.
3: Mm-hmm. I think I'm just learning continually that the point of life is not like some yellow brick road to some beautiful place and experience, but the point of life is Jesus himself. And so in those days, you know, if we're not where – We want to be financially or, you know, we're dealing with parenting struggles or the job situation isn't what we expected it to be. Whatever it is, given we've all had those desert years where we have learned to kind of press into Jesus, that that's the point. And so really he gets to tell me what my life is about and I don't get to be the one to fashion it and curate it. So that looks like for parenting, a lot of that looks like we – you know, are trying to practice Sabbath as like a family discipline. So even though it's a work day for my husband when he's preaching, but we do stuff like we watch a family show together, we go on a hike, or we choose to eat dessert first, because I love how the Hebrew children were woken up with honey on their tongues, so they would know that the Lord's day is sweet. And we want our kids, especially as pastor's kids, to not resent the church, you know, and that. This was actually something beautiful. It was a moment where time kind of stopped and we could savor the good gifts that God has given to us. And we practice waiting instead of like returning the email and keep working harder and harder, you know, on a Sunday. So those are some things that we hope will shape our family life. And, you know, for me personally, a lot of it looks just like rhythms of prayer throughout the day, because I still don't have loads of time, you know, to spend, but to say, okay, I'm going to pause a few times a day and pray or read the Psalms um, to reorient my vision on what is actually the point instead of, okay, well, if I can just check everything off my do list, then I've had a successful day.
2: <laughs> and how have you found, because um, you were saying earlier, I'm going to say it different than I, than you said it, but I think this is what you were saying. Yeah. Like Jesus is enough, yeah, and we agree. I and I think even a lot of listeners would say, Oh, yes, that's theologically true, He is all we need. Mm-hmm. But I've often felt, and even heard from other men, Jesus is enough, but I don't know Him well enough for Him to be mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. It's like, Why do I keep going to these other things, success, whatever, even my marriage? If Jesus is enough, what's mm-hmm. I don't really know him mm-hmm. intimately in such a way that he is all I need. Talk mm-hmm. about that, because mm-hmm. as I'm listening to him, I'm like, man, you've, you've sensed a depth of relationship with Christ that satisfies and fulfills you. Mm-hmm. How does that happen?
3: You know, I don't think it, it happens with just like us by ourselves either I think it really happens in our local churches with Mm. people like that we are the hands and feet of the church of Christ and you know I love the idea that God calls his people salt and I was watching this Netflix documentary by Simi Rat, salt fat acid and heat and she goes and she travels around and she eats like amazing tacos and soy sauce and she has a whole episode on salt. And you know she talks about how salt makes food taste how it should taste, and I love that because that's one of the Jesus's words that he used to talk about the church, mm. like that we can help make the world taste like it should taste.
1: Mm. And I
3: think that's just such a beautiful mission. You need lots of salt, right, to make a difference. Like one little salt crystal by itself isn't going to do anything, and you need you can't have too much salt. You're just going to overpower your dish. And so I just think that's such a beautiful image for us to remember. Like, we do need each other. And so as much as we can experience individually the presence of Christ and the Holy Spirit working in our lives, it's like as we gather for worship, as we're encouraging one another, as we're eating around tables together, that actually we begin to, you know, hear, oh, what's God doing in your life? That's amazing. And, like, you know, and you're reaching out to this person can you bring me with you? Because that feels scary to me. We actually are the hands and feet of Christ, not only to a watching world, but also to each other. I mean, that's an interesting yeah.
2: answer. Yeah. Because, you know, you sort of expect that question is going to be answered with, will you get alone right. in solitude mm. with God? Which obviously yeah, we should. is yeah. a discipline right. and a practice. But there's some of us that are wired. Like the way you answered that is yeah. like, oh, that's how I often Hear God, see God Mm -hmm. is in community, and COVID has really hurt that because we've been pulled away from it, and we're watching church even on a screen. We're not sitting in a room with people, and you can feel Mm -hmm. God made us for community. Yeah, and but what we often don't understand is we experience God Mm -hmm. in community. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying solitude's a bad thing; it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It's awesome, and some people that is really powerful. But others are wired this Mm -hmm. way, and it's like, wow, I can experience that Jesus is enough Mm -hmm. in the people of God who Mm -hmm. are discovering that as
1: well. Mm -hmm. Well, just just two nights ago, I was with probably 120 women where God's word was spoken. We worshiped together. Mm -hmm. We prayed together, and then we prayed over each other, Mm -hmm. and we told our stories. Just a few women told their stories, and women were crying Mm -hmm. so hard because there's something about. Oh, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. I'm not the only one that feels like this. I'm not the only one struggling. There is hope in Jesus Mm -hmm. and the gospel Mm -hmm. and he is enough, but I also need my sisters who are locking arms with me. And I love that that's necessary Mm -hmm. because I can't do it alone. And when I'm in my own thoughts, I can go to places where like, I'm just feeling so sorry for myself or I'm belittling myself Mm -hmm. and I'm in shame. But there's something when you're with Jesus and a friend where they both lift up your head mm-hmm. if you center on Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting, too, because as I was thinking about this, you talked about how we go into this cycle of production and escape. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this. I was so convicted because <laughs> I thought, oh, this is exactly what we do. We're, we're overscheduled mm-hmm. and overworked. Mm-hmm. And then we collapse in exhaustion. Yeah,
2: we right? want chocolate
1: right and a netflix yeah yeah for sure and i feel like that's what most of us do Uh we have like this crazy schedule and then we're just gonna fall apart right are you saying that's not healthy
3: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not saying you like have to give up netflix (laughs) but i am saying where do we actually go to comfort for to comfort and where do we go to rest and i think what's so beautiful about like you know, the Hebrew scriptures is like the day actually starts in the night, right? It starts, in, We start numbering the, the hours in the middle of the night. And what that means then is that we don't start into like the production of the day and then rest, which is what we tend to do. Or not even
1: rest, probably. We're just falling into exhaustion.
3: <laughs> but like if actually rest is the first word.
1: And that's like the Sabbath. Exactly. It starts in it's, the evening.
3: Yes. And so if rest, when we're vulnerable and it's dark and we can't control things, is how the world starts and how grace starts, how revolutionary would that be for us to feel like I'm going to rest first because I know God's in control and I don't hold the world up and I don't need to keep it spinning. And then my work can be a response to that rest that jesus has given
2: to me and in a sense when when i hear that i think our m- most natural response is i don't have time to rest right
1: exactly. and young moms are like I, who has time right. to rest? yeah right
2: and part of that at least from a non uh mom guy me <laughs> you know not thinking about the kids even part i'm thinking i don't have time to rest because i need to work yeah. to provide right And what I'm really saying is I can't trust God enough to take a day or take an hour or an evening and say, you know what? I don't have to make a phone call. I don't have to work. I don't Mm -hmm. have to make money right now. I'm Mm going to trust God and obey. And we know this, Mm -hmm. one of the Ten Commandments. Right. That's how big it was to God. Rest, because I think he's saying what you do. Productive work comes out of rest, not rest should be after work. Mm -hmm. It's rest sets you up. Right. To work in a productive way, and he'll take care of the rest, right?
3: I think that's exactly right, that we can easily confuse the order. And Mm. when we confuse the order, we set ourselves up to be little gods instead of under God's authority.
2: Mm. And I'll just add this for one last thought, and this is the pastor me coming out probably, and your husband probably (laughs) says the same thing, is we do the same thing with money. Yeah. It's like I can't give to God. Until mm. I know all the bills are paid. Yeah. And when it's ever left over, may I will give them a little bit rather than, you know what, I'm going to give a tithe. What? 10% mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yeah. And trust that God will make it work. And he does. Because we've done that. But it's hard. Because it comes back to, is Jesus enough? Yeah, What we talked about earlier. Mm. Well, you know, it's interesting. All through your book your every chapter is an invitation too. Because mm-hmm. limits in your life can be restricting or an invitation yeah and one of them we haven't talked about that i think we have time to talk about an invitation to delight
3: Mm.
2: what is that all about
3: what is so great is about as we consider our spacious life is that it's really helping us remember like in our bodies and our bones what does it look like to be a child of god and as self-made kind of individuals it can be really hard to return to that kind of sense of childlike faith and what is so beautiful about delight and play is right that's something that children do Mm. and if we are children of god that means we have the invitation to practice things like delight and play instead of saying basically our our real identity is it's like working machines Mm. you know thinking of ourselves like our iphones that we plug in every night to recharge so we can keep working Mm. but it's really it's self-confident children who can risk and play and delight
2: it is interesting. I don't know exactly if I'm getting the stat right, but the average child laughs. Do you know? Some, I don't know. It's over 100 times a day. Okay. The average adult laughs less than 15 oh, wow. a day. And it's interesting. You know, you, you often hear adults saying, hey, grow up. Right. Guess what happens when you grow up. You lose delight. Mm-hmm. You, you tend to become more serious, which obviously there's some benefits to right. that. But I think there's something that would help almost every marriage. Mm-hmm. And this woman, my wife brings it into our marriage play Mm -hmm. just play is something that brings life back to a marriage when you just say you know what we're gonna we're just gonna play whatever that looks like
1: just enjoy one another in a in a moment of laughter changes a marriage totally Totally. and i think when you bring joy into your home Mm -hmm. and laughter and I'm going to say, too, there are certain times that I don't feel like, hey, let's play. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can remember thinking, do you know how much I have to do? Right. Right. Because that's what we all have so much to do. And so I think it's a choice and it we is. have to be yeah. intentional of creating moments and memories where we're just going to relax. Mm-hmm. We're going to play. We're going to laugh. That one time, I'm
2: trying to remember if I'm getting this right, where you said you were doing the dishes and Cody or somebody, one of the boys
1: wanted you to come out and see the sunset. No, I was, they wanted me to come out and play with them. Yeah. And Dave was out of town, and I'm doing the dishes thinking, I just want them to get in the house, <laughs> get their baths, and get in bed right. so that I can rest and recharge to get all my work done. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's yeah. a cell phone. Instead, and when he came out, please, Mom, please come out. We're playing Capture the Flag. And I remember saying, guys, you know, I've got so much to do. They left, and I remember thinking, how many more times will they mm-hmm. come and ask me? to play with them yeah and so I put the towel down I did not want to I just wanted you to know <laughs> yeah. sometimes I have yeah. to choose yeah. it and I went out there and we laughed so hard I fell down my shoe came off we won the game <laughs> they thought it was amazing it was this great memory and I thought oh man that's what our life is about we mm. have to choose to walk with Jesus at mm-hmm. times we have to choose to engage and and create joy and laughter in our homes, and that creates this Setting, yeah, of the spacious life. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah I love
2: that. I was gonna say it's your metaphor of the yeah. spacious life, really, from scripture, yeah, Psalm, the spacious life. But that sun coming in was an invitation. Yeah, and often we don't realize God's in that invitation. Mm-hmm. That was a sun running in the kitchen. You don't realize He invited you, and guess what? Every invitation is a yes or a no. Yeah, and if you say no, sometimes you miss the spacious life. Yeah. And there's sometimes you have to say no, but the often if mm-hmm. we just say, you know what? I don't realize what I'm saying yes to right now, but this is the life God's called us to live. Right.
3: So, yeah, are you going to live in your given life? Or are you going to yeah. pine for what you haven't had? You know, Or are you going to just say, oh, that good life is way off in the
2: future? Mm. Yeah, so I would just say as we close, mm-hmm. uh, open your eyes today. Open your ears today and look for the invitation. I think I can say there's going to be one today. Mm. Maybe several. Every day, God is calling us to the spacious life, Mm. and you can say yes. And I'm telling you, it's worth taking that a yes has consequences.
0: The kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. Do you want to impact couples in your neighbourhood? Consider joining with us at Power to Change to lead a Home Builders Couples Marriage Workshop that focuses on practically applying the truth of Scripture to our lives. Email radio at powertochange.org.au or check out our website, families.powertochange.org.au under the Helping Couples tab for more information and to get started today. We hope you can join us again on Monday right here for another Family Life Today.